this is Wicked Spursy. Everybody likes gravy, Steve. I wish that were true. What do you mean? You don't like gravy? I love gravy. Oh, okay. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Dave, I'm doing pretty well. Just had uh, just got back from Massachusetts. Uh, my club, my son's soccer club, uh, had a had a big tournament down there. It's the big Needham tournament. They uh, put on this big to-do with a neighboring town. Um, and there are, you know, different levels from, I think, U6 all the way up through, you know, U18s. What's what's the neighboring town called? Wanham? Needham and Wanham? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it? That's pretty good. Huh? No, like no, yeah. It's yeah, great. Um, Damn, I'm getting no love tonight. No I, love. At least, at least Steve left. You know, we've we've... We didn't record last week because, well, Spurs are shit and we're depressed, but we're also not feeling well. I, I know that. So um, all week long, I'm trying to heal myself and get get to a point where I'm going to not be miserable at this tournament. Then find, come to find out it's going to be like 85 degrees both days. Yeah. And and I'm, I know I'm going to be miserable, but I have to put on the, the, the smiley face for the kid and, and for the team. Luckily. Um, we had a team dinner on Friday night when everybody arrived and I felt great. I felt great. I didn't, I still had a little, a little bit of the sinus thing going on, but I felt pretty good. Um, so we went to this place and, and, and this is, uh, outside of the soccer tournament. We went to this place, Dave, and I was in heaven and this place was so cool. It was like an arcade but for adults with beer, if you know what, what I mean. There were no there were no David videos. Busters. You went to David Busters. <laughs> it was Ooh. not David Busters. It wasn't it wasn't David Busters. It was Chuck E. Cheese. It Chuck wasn't it. Yeah. It was a beer arcade. A beer arcade. A beer arcade. A beercade, nice. You so you go there and you know how you get the little cards, you know, in the arcade. You know, you, you charge up your points on there. That's what you do at this place. You go and you get a card and it attaches to your debit card or whatever. And then you check out at the end of the night. But here's the thing. You go and you put put your card in this little slot and you get to choose what kind of beer you want. And there were like 10 of these, 10 of these stations and they all had different kinds of beers, like three different taps. And you get a glass and as you're pouring, it's tallying how much beer and how much how much money nice very nice it was fucking awesome we have to open one of these so if you wanted to pour a half a beer it just charge you for half a beer basically half a beer man yeah. that's cool they had something like that when i last visited my sister down in knoxville um it was really dope of course all the beer sucked um but yeah, they, i mean it was a cool idea i got to try a whole bunch of different things realized i liked none of them and then I, I didn't have to waste my money on. Yeah, it. I mean, I it was drink. 
It was fucking awesome. That was kind of the highlight of the whole weekend. The referees, I've got to tell you, at this tournament were terrible. Lucas got a yellow card. Uh, again? Oh, no. Last weekend, you, we haven't no, that talked was, about this yet. He, yeah, he didn't get the yellow card gotcha. last, last weekend. He went into a tackle pretty hard last weekend. Um, did, they did not give him a yellow card, but he had to be taken out. Uh, the referee let that go on too quickly, the physicality, or too too far. I mean, not too quickly. And we, <laughs> Lucas, went into, the, went, went into that tackle really hard, and a kid got injured. Um, but it was not an illegal tackle. It was just two kids coming together really quick, you know, really fast pace. Um, but this time he got a he he added a breakaway, streaking down the field. A um, couple of kids just had good angle of pursuit, you know, like they teach you in sports, and caught up to him, which isn't doesn't really happen that often. But these are you know, the elite division in in Massachusetts, you know, and. So he's battling, kind of hand hand battling, you know, in the box, trying to get to the goal. And he wrapped his leg, he wrapped his leg around one of the kids, and like the kid went face first <laughs> right into the ground. Uh, and Lucas put the ball away, but they took the goal away, gave him a goal and gave him a yellow card instead. I didn't know at the time that's what happened. I thought the kid literally just fell down, tripped over himself. But Lucas told me, he's like, yeah, that was the, uh, the referee told me that was the second time. So he had to give me a yellow. And I said, was it the second time? He goes, yeah. But I mean, it was, it was a rough tournament. The boys were exhausted. They played really hard. Uh, the parents were all, all, you know, very, uh, very happy for the kids, but it was a, it was a tough go when you're playing in an elite division, you're playing, uh kids who are two years older than you uh and you're playing kids from large metro areas you know the vermont kids they we didn't we didn't play we didn't play well but i can't say we didn't play to our potential but so it was a good weekend overall we got to have some quality time with friends uh the parents and and the uh, kids you know they had a good time together these kids all loved love each other so that's why i love these tournaments very nice very nice Hey, Here's Steve, as, as we pivot over to you and uh, after Mike shared, I uh, wanted to thank you both. It was fantastic to see you both last weekend and see your, your families get together for the uh, little graduation fest. So thank you for that. Apologies for any illness that, that came from that. As Mike said, uh, at least he and I were feeling pretty <clears throat> pretty crappy throughout the week and I continue to feel it. But yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate that, man. You guys uh, are important to me and uh, cool to have you link up with my family. I was gonna I was gonna mention too later in a little bit after after you told us how uh, your weekend went, but um, I had my first Chicago dog. Realized, uh, found out there's an order of operation, uh, just, like a, just like yep. a math math problem. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, all the shit I give Dave about his hot dogs, uh, they were good. He liked it. <clears throat> I did. I had two. In fact, take take note, folks. Mikey liked it. Those those things are. Uh, they would uh, be really, I don't think they would be called a hot dog. I think they're more of a sandwich. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Man. It's a you fucking, like it. it's a meal. It's a meal on bread. Next stop, now, cheese dogs. I Steve. can't help. I can't help but think that both of you had this Chicago dog, both prepared by Dave and both of you got sick. Great. 
there you go. Just saying, you know, my, actually, my, my, actually, my mother-in-law, she... my mother-in-law w- did the food prep. So maybe that's where we put the, uh, we, we assign the blame. No, I wouldn't do that. I'll take the blame. She's a lovely lady too. Steve, how you doing, that's buddy? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. It's been a really solid week. Um, I got to uh, check out the start of the Vermont Green uh, season. So I watched their first game, which was away on a shitty Facebook stream. Um, and they were dominant. They looked really good. I was really excited. I literally was looking forward to that game, which was just this past Friday, the whole week. It was the only thing really that I, I could think of. Uh, and it did not disappoint. It was an incredible game, incredible experience. They were dominant again, another 3-0 win, another game where I don't think the goalie really did much at all. Um, I, they're Just to, to demonstrate their, their dominance, I think the final tally was like 21 shots to four, and I don't think the other team had a single shot on target over the entire course of the game. Um, it, it was just an incredible environment, sold out crowd, 2,500 people, which I know, you know, especially some of our listeners who have been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and, you know, you've got tens of thousands of people around. It probably doesn't sound like a lot, but for Vermont, it kind of is um, huge crowd, lots of energy. And man, I got to tell you that food that they have this year, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, they, they opted for food trucks instead of the, you know, cafeteria style food, um, and the food trucks that they got, especially, uh, this one called Miso Hungry, um, was just like that onigiri that I had, I literally can't stop thinking about it. It was that tasty. I'm looking forward to the game on Wednesday, just so I can have more of that food. Um, just absolutely delightful. Uh, you know, Isaac had a good time too. Uh, he was really excited when everybody was cheering the goals and stomping their feet and clapping their hands. I mean, it was great to see the kid get really into it. We ended up buying him a, um, a home jersey, except that the smallest size they go is like youth nine. And he is a, you know, toddler size three. So it's like a dress on him pretty much. You all have uh, to spend 80 bucks again on him for a couple of years then. Pretty much. But hey, you know, he liked it. He matched, you know, mom and dad. He was getting really excited about everything. It was such a good time. The only thing I wish they had was more like kid food, you know, like some fruit or something that we could give him because, you know, you can't bring food into the game. And then they have, you know, like eight dollar hot dogs that you can buy that the kids going to pick at and say, oh, I don't want this anymore. Like, I'd rather just give him like a, you know, a, an apple or something just to have like a dollar apple i'll buy that and he has a snack but that was my only hiccup uh other than that i i started a bit of self-improvement uh over the last week i've started teaching myself uh how to code in python um just something that as a data analyst i felt like maybe i should learn um you know to set myself apart from anybody else out there uh, and it's been a really good time i'm on day 11 as of today um really enjoying it really feel like i'm accomplishing something and uh, yeah it's just a nice feel good week all around very nice steve i was trying to think of a python joke like is that is that putting the squeeze on you to to learn that that new skill or uh yeah that that's all i got though <laughs> i love it love it who who teaches the master class is that hulk hogan who does that <laughs> 
Jake the Snake Roberts. That's the line. It, it could there be Jake the Snake Roberts, but Remember I was him? thinking he was he was good. He'd bring that bag with a snake in it and just just slide that bad boy out there. Oh yeah. Later on, he had the yellow the yellow python. Yep. Very yep. true. Very true. All right, boys. I'm going to talk a little football for for the last time of of this uh, hell of a season. Yeah, Steve. Washington. Washington uh, just started uh, their their spring practices, and uh, you know uh, <laughs> Sam Howell's looking really, really good. Strong arm, strong arm. Doesn't make uh, silly decisions like Taylor. Oh, that other football. Are they going to have to change their name? By the way, I was reading something about that. Like there may be a copyright issue on Commanders. Did you see that, Mike? Shut the fuck up! I no, for real. I'm not. I'm not making this up. I'm not making it up. Like somebody had had the patent on on Washington Commanders. It's like some version of it. So there's a question of whether they might have to come up with a new name. You know, Daniel Snyder is not an imposing figure. I'm sure. Like nobody like says, "Oh shit, Daniel Snyder is going to come after us." You know what? <clears throat> I think when Magic Johnson comes after you, you got a fucking problem. Bear. Magic Johnson being the new owner, so. One of my childhood heroes. So we we will see. We'll see what happens. TBD. TBD. All right. Yeah. Washington yeah. football team again for a little bit. But... Yeah. The New York New York Giants football team and the uh, the uh, Chicago football team. Very soon they'll all be back. Steve, what uh, what do you think about the football this weekend? Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was kind of just. I don't know, going into this game, figuring we were just going to collapse again and, you know, not to expect much from the team. I don't think I had scoring in 92 seconds on my list of things to expect, um, but that just goes to show just how poor leads were. Um, Strike in particular had an abysmal game. I mean, that that dude probably should have been hooked way sooner than he was he was directly at fault for at least two or three of the four goals that we scored um just absolutely he made spurs defense look top tier and we know how our defense has been over the course of the season um but no they you know a lot of the guys they came out and they said you know we wanted to end on a high note we wanted to you know show that we want to be here that we want to do proud by the club um, and you know, for the most part, I think the game reflected that a lot of the players looked up for it. They looked like they were having fun. They looked like they had some of that, you know, quick interplay going on. Uh, there was a period, um, particularly as the first half, uh, got, you know, maybe 20, 15, 20 minutes into it, where I thought they just kind of took their foot off the gas and they just, you know, they had their one goal up and they just were going to take it easy for the rest of the game, which I, of course, never agreed with, especially when uh, Leeds looked like they had a couple of sniffs at goal. If only they had, you know, some kind of a goal scoring threat, maybe it could have punished us. Uh, I'm thinking about that free header that got sent wide uh, midway through the first half, a couple of crosses that went in that barely got cleared. Um just some really garbage opportunities. I thought for sure Leeds were going to claw their way back into it. Leeds were going to get the equalizer. They were going to use that momentum. They were going to use the threat of relegation to get something out of it. Imagine my surprise when we managed to score another three goals and only concede once. Um, I'm, I'm using only concede once as a compliment on our defense, by the way. It should, in most teams, uh, be an, a blemish on their record but i think a one goal 
uh, giveaway is pretty good for Spurs at this point, to be honest, which kind of sucks. But, um, you know, great to see Harry Kane hit another 30 goal season. Sucks that he lost out on Golden Boot to uh, the Terminator at Man City. But, you know, he clearly played like a man with a purpose. Uh, Pedro Porro, that dude wanted to end on a high note. His goal really well taken. You know, you could argue he got a little bit fortunate on the bounce, but he was still composed. He put the ball away. You know, we've seen him sky it several times this season, but great play from him. Uh, I really like uh, Kulisevsky in that number 10 role where he can kind of just roam around. Less effective in this game than he was, I I, I feel, last week, but... I I like that dimension that he brings. I really hope that the club signs him uh, on a permanent basis. I don't know that you really find anybody of his caliber at that price point to come into the team and, and, you know, contribute. Um, Yeah. Lots of positives all around. The only real detractor that I had um, was Richarlison's effort after he came on. He looks like he had been playing, you know, 120 minutes by the time he came on very lazy, didn't really want to chase things down, slow to get up, slow to react. Not really a good look for him, uh, especially on the back of a a pretty abysmal season. I I would have figured that he, of all people, would want to end on a high note, try to get that goal, try to show the fans that, you know, next season he could bring something different. Didn't really like how he didn't seem invested in the game at all. Uh, On the flip side, I was honestly shocked that Lucas scored in this game like the last kick of the game with frankly an impressive run okay a very lucas run right yeah but i say impressive but i i mean impressive that leeds defense was so bad that none of them could stop that like they just opened up this massive hole and let lucas walk into it and you know thank you very much i'm gonna put this away but uh you know, for all the uh, controversy that people have around Lucas, it was, you know, there's no doubting the contribution that he gave to us, um, you know, in that Ajax game alone, legendary end of the game, one that's going to be talked about in Spurs lore for years and years and years to come. You know, for a guy that's leaving on a free at the end of the season, it was nice to see him at least get that one final goal, a nice going away present whatever comes of him, you know, love him or hate him, at at least he got that, you know, to me, that was a positive, but yeah, Richarlison, I I hope he has a better attitude next year. Frankly, I hope we have a better structure next year, but that's a whole other story. Um, I felt by and large, good game. Leeds is just terrible. I don't know that they bounce back uh, anytime soon, unless they really get their shit together um but hey you know they're gonna lose a lot of guys they got a lot of guys with relegation uh clauses in their contracts and whatnot but but frankly you know they got themselves into this position i mean you Mm -hmm. don't hire sam allardyce with fucking four games left knowing that he has a 25 percent win rate and you need to win at least three out of those four games to stay up like that statistic just doesn't work out they they kind of did it to themselves and frankly you know it, it sucks you know, I, I I met a really nice Leeds fan at the green game. I doubt he's listening to this, uh, but if he is, you know, sorry for your team. I'm sorry your ownership sucks. I get that. 
But at the same time, you know, Spurs has been in relegation form for the last like two or three months. And, you know, we still showed up and, and did what we needed to do to close the season. Didn't really get us anywhere. We still ended in eighth, but maybe signs of things that could happen next season if we get the right structure. I, I don't know. Mike, let's uh let's pivot to you. And I want to ask you a question, Mike, to, to start off. I, I've seen a lot of uh like anti-American vitriol on the on the leads front. So what's your what's your take on some of that as you as you share your thoughts overall on the match? Um I don't I, quite honestly I don't buy into all that shit. I, you know, it, it is it is what you're gonna get out of social media. Um I I know that a lot of English fans for for one reason or another. I mean, and it's a good number of English fans. Uh, there are kind of three camps, you know, America's America's players are coming along. Um, they're catching up. That's the one camp, right? Um, I know one of Vermont Green's, uh, um, their center forward, Nick Pope, has said it on my other podcast that it's true because he's been playing over here. Um, you know, he chose, he chose the college path, the university path uh, to get to the pros. And he said, it's very true that the, the U S game is catching up. So there's that one camp. Then there's, then there's the camp that, Oh, uh, American players are nice. You know, it's nice. It's nice to see Americans trying out there, but you know, they're not good. You know, they're not good enough to play in this league. And then there's the camp that, is for one reason or another super anti-American. You know, um, you could have a, a Colombian and an American uh, that have similar skill levels, and they're always going to say the Colombian player is better. Always, 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 um, because for one reason or another, they hate America, and that's on them. You know, I don't let that. I don't let that kind of shit bother me. I what I do let bother me is when. Um, is when Americans tear down tear down their own players um, just based on the fact that they think they're overrated because they're American. That drives me up a fucking wall. And it's not anything to do with patriotism. It's got to do, it's got, or being, or me hating people who are anti-American. It's got nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with the fact that these are clearly good players. And for one reason or another, you don't you don't like American players playing a game that, frankly, uh, you're watching as an American. Because you think, for one reason or another, that they are overrated. That's fine. I, p- people can say what they want about Christian Pulisic, but he has has proved that he can go out there on the big stage and play on the big stage. Um, and you know, Tyler Adams, he's going to be, he's going to be a big one. He's going to be the one that everybody's going after, right? Weston McKenney will be another one. I, you know, I, I had forgotten that Weston McKenney was even on the field. Uh, Lucas and I were watching the game at, at one of, we were watching one of the other far post clubs play and we were watching the game on my phone in the hot sun. And I was like, who the fuck was that who threw the ball that far? I forgot that Wes McKenney was on that team. Um, that dude, that dude, he's, uh, 
you know, he's a specialist, you know, you don't see that a lot. Um, and, and he's also a pretty decent midfielder. The Americans are uh, coming along and uh, to the point where it, I, and I really think, I really believe that Balogun could have 100% eventually made the England team, but he chose, he chose the U S team, you know, I mean, he was born in the U S um, you know, to an American, to American parents. So, I mean, he could, he, he can go either way. Right. I just don't, I, I don't, get the anti-american sentiment um the people people don't know how to separate politics from they just don't know how to separate politics from sports and you know good sure fine but you're always going to see that shit on social media always 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 fair enough from as much as you see the racism you know yep from a leads perspective it's it's even more baffling to me um that you know McKenney's being used as a scapegoat for their season you know there's so many other factors at play they've gone through what three four managers this season constantly shifting players out of position I think on the broadcast they said they were playing with like five center backs on the field you know there's a number of reasons that Leeds failed in the Premier League especially at the end Weston McKinney played his part but he's not you know the only player on that team and you know yes you point to the this anti-american camp uh that seems to want to use them as a scapegoat that same camp seems to forget that before his injury tyler adams who you also mentioned was probably one of their best players i mean you Mm -hmm. look at the stats that he was putting up in the primary league he was he was the reason they were still they were still there they were incredible if not for his injury they might have kept some of that momentum they might have survived but you know they're they're quick to look past that because they have somebody else on the squad that they can point their finger at brendan aronson that's another guy you know they oh well you know he's not contributing as much as he should yeah maybe that's true but you you listen to the coaches each and every one you know he's the first guy there last guy out he's always trying to work on his on his uh skills he's always trying to better himself um he doesn't have any kind of a lack of effort. It, to me, it, to me, that's just a, a club, a fan base that's looking for a scapegoat. And McKinney is somebody who's not there on a full-time contract is the easy out, right? He They don't have to deal with him next season, so they can just place all the blame on him. And, you know, it's no big deal. But... <sighs> I, I just think I, I think they're looking at it the whole wrong way. There's so many other problems that Leeds had. It, you know, blame them all you want, but there's other reasons that you went down. It's, it's their transfer policies. It's their uh, their inability to find and and retain a, a manager that is going to play to the strengths of the players they have. Um, it is. Um, an inability to listen to your to your own fans as to what they want to see. It's I'm sorry, inab- are we talking about Leeds or Spurs? That's where I was going, Steve. <laughs> I was going right there, buddy. Let's um, do it. Let's bring it there, Mike. We you want to we can bring it there. So I mean, there like I said, there is that anti-American sentiment within soccer, and you know part of it is because uh most like world sport is dominated by by americans and and i say most um but like a a lot of that a lot of that like 
the the major sports are our American sports. So um, we do have that kind of chip on our shoulder as Americans when it comes to to games like soccer and rugby and and uh, and you know some of the some of the other sports that are that are coming along even even to a point hockey because um, we do have a little bit of that chip on our shoulder about that but um, we can get we can get into this uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I'm never, I, I, I'm not going to be a Levy out guy. I don't believe that's going to fix any situations. And, and in fact, it might make it worse for, for a long time. Um, I think Daniel Levy has, he has his warts, you know, and, and he's obviously not going to go uh, get them taken care of, you know, uh, because he doesn't give a shit. Right. He'll just be the guy who lives with those warts and, and we're, he's going to make everybody else live with those warts too. Um, those, you know, the thing, the thing about Daniel Levy is that he has done great things uh, in a business sense for Spurs. He has brought a lot of money in. He maybe got lucky with Pochettino. Um, didn't realize what he had and got rid of him at the first sign of uh, a decline uh, after Pochettino told him, but since Pochettino left, he's made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. I mean, even re- really before he left too, right? Um, with you know z- bringing zero transfers in three consecutive windows, it's it doesn't change the fact that he his business decisions have made money for the club. Um, he just hasn't used the money properly. Um, directors of football um, have been improperly chosen, uh, improperly vetted. It's it would seem with the last one. Um, true, true. We have he obviously felt the pressure from the fan base because he hired Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte as these win now coaches. Um. That doesn't work. Win now coaches doesn't work at, at Tottenham. We need we need that that you know building of a squad type of a thing. You know, um, I think probably one of the worst things that maybe Spurs did uh, over his tenure is letting Kyle Walker go, letting Kieran Trippier go. Uh, but those uh, I'm not going to blame on him. I mean, he, we kind of had no no choice in those in those two, but. Um, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um, but I think he is mostly responsible for a lot of the transfer sagas that we've had to go through, all the coaching sagas that we've had to go through. And this time is no exception. Um, we're coming on the same time in, in in the same time frame that it took us to find uh, Nuno Espirito Santo because there's nobody left who wanted to come to Spurs. And it seems like we're starting that cycle all over again, um, where it's going to be probably a little bit of time before we find out who our next manager is, even though uh, Postacoglu is, uh, is looking like he might be the guy, um, the the new flavor of the month. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see the saga ending anytime soon. So we're just going to have to be patient and wait. And, uh, you know, after this, this season, 
we were patient all season with this club. We could wait a little bit longer. I mean, we're going to sign Decky. Harry, Harry Kane's not going anywhere. Sonny, mm, the right money might get him out of here. But I think I think we got some good young players, some exciting young players that are coming in. We have about 45 guys coming back uh, from loan. So we'll have to figure that shit out. Uh, maybe we see Harry Winks back here for another season. Why not? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, you know what? We, we, could, we could wait for another manager. You're right. But there's one thing we can't wait for. What's that, Dave? Steve, I, I I think you're thinking like I am, and I think you should tell us what it is that we can't wait for. I think I think I think you know what he thinks you think you're thinking. I there you have it. I think I know what Mike thinks that you think that I think that you think that he knows. Um and to prevent this from going any further, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask uh the question that's on everybody's mind, and that's hey Mike. How do you feel about Pochettino to Chelsea? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Well, Steve, I love when you ask that question. Uh, I, he he does. He really Pochettino. does. For the uh, 40th time this year, Mike. 40th, 40th time, time of the season. That's 40 and, beers, kids. And final time of this this just devastating <laughs> season. We're calling this final time? We got. Well, no, I mean, maybe it's not. We got we yeah, the but yeah, we got another pot in us. <laughs> yeah, we, we got the wrap-up wrap-up in us. Well, uh since a certain young lady that I met uh, this past uh, a couple weekends ago uh, gladly pointed out to me that uh, I keep claiming that I don't like fruit in my beer. Uh, yes, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I should rephrase and refine. Uh, I don't like fruit in my beer. Right. Any oh, beer yeah, that, that makes much more sense, yeah. Well, it's a different than a fruited beer. A fruited beer. Yeah, I love how it says that, don't you, Steve? Fruited. A fruited beer. I, I, you know, we all evolve, Dave. We all evolve, right? We do, we do. And your enunciation yeah. is impeccable. Thanks, bud. Uh, yeah. I, I, I took a class. Uh, I, I can't tell you grew up in Rutland at all. We really can't. <laughs> I was, I was, I was in the. I went to school with rich, you know, snotty rich kids. <laughs> Um, so yeah, fruited beers. Um, so this beer is actually a, uh, a Rattler. I like a Rattler. Yeah. 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 You like a Rattler? I like a Rattler. Um, do you like a Rattler better than a Shandy? Yes. Because a Shandy's a, a modern day knockoff of a Rattler. Like the Rattler's the real deal. Yeah. 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 Shandy's like, uh, you know, the, the ice pop stand, uh, yeah. Version of, uh, of a Rattler. Yeah. Um, I prefer a shanty. So I haven't, I haven't had this one before. I, I, I do enjoy a Rattler. Um, there was this bar when we were in Portsmouth that would pour, that would pour a Rattler um, with any, with any kind of uh, lager that you wanted. Uh, it was, uh, it was fucking fantastic. Uh, maybe it was, that was in the early 2000s. So it was the beginning of the, the beer cocktail thing, whatever they were doing at, you know, back then but you know what else is good mike same vein uh michelada you ever had a michelada before um i had a chance to have one uh, a couple weeks a couple weekends ago and i didn't go for it go for it it's it's worth it yeah yeah absolutely mm, okay refreshing is that tomato juice in it is that what it is uh un poquito yeah okay a little bit <laughs> a little bit 
Um, so this Rattler, uh, yeah. So Rattler is a lager uh, with grapefruit, grapefruit juice in it. Um, this one is made by Von Trapp Brewing. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know why it's got a bicycle. I like um, the bike with the uh, with the uh, grapefruit, with the grapefruit slices. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, nice. Great. Uh, Von Trapp Brewing is found in Stout, and it's yes. For any of our listeners who are wondering, it is the same Von Trapp family from The Sound of Music. The hills um, are alive. Yeah, and so before you even think about it, Dave, no. That would With not be the, the sound song. of right, Mike. You called it. With the sound um, of Griswold. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pour this. Um, it smells very nice. It smells grapefruity. Um, I'm going to pour this in my uh, handy-dandy grateful grateful dead mug here the dancing bears just a few of his favorite things oh <laughs> all right <laughs> he's already over it he is i've been told that you know what i almost said ffs um ffs i'm a, i was told by my teenage daughter that i'm not allowed to use the abbreviations out loud you're only allowed to type them ah that's interesting did you yeah, tell her so, LOL out loud? No, I uh, I said BRB. And then uh, and she said, Ugh. and then I said, OMG. No, what you got to do is you got to do the uh, the acronym and then finish it anyway. So you should next time tell her BRB right back. <laughs> It'll or really send her through the roof. L- <laughs> LOL out loud. <laughs> that's that's a dad joke right there. That's a dad joke. The, the dad jokes are strong with you, Steve. Ah, uh, yes. They're growing um, in me every year. This smells fucking great. So Von Trapp, they do only lockers like and pills. It smells like a, a ray, a drop of rising sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a long, long way to run. I can't take this anymore. So um, there's a Simpsons joke in there somewhere. <laughs> La, a note to follow. Soul. All right, I'm just gonna drink this shit. All right, Von Trapp drink Brewing. It. They make all loggers, pilsners, and bread. F, go fuck yourself. One of my favorite uh, Simpsons jokes is uh, the episode where Bart gets his elephant and they're going to find it. And Homer runs into a statue of a deer and he goes, no, a deer, a female deer. (laughs) Classic. Have I given you enough time to (laughs) contemplate? Yeah, this is just our this is just our bit while you contemplate, Mike. That's all this is. We we do this for you every time. Absolutely. It's not this obnoxious always, though. Not usually, but it I mean, could be on, more. You, you teed it up with the Von Trapp stuff. It's true. I know. I know. I, we don't mean to be Kurt. That's another character in the show. <laughs> Ooh, <nice laughs> <and done. laughs> I hate both of you. Um, <laughs> I, I want you to know that I love this beer. This this is a breakfast beer. I, I'm sorry. Once again, for our uh, very special listener who. Um, has called you out on liking fruit and beer. Can, can you say that again? Repeat that. He loves this beer. I love this he beer. Loves it. And it has grapefruit in it. I would like to note that grapefruit is, in fact, a fruit. It is. Good point. And it's a breakfast beer. And, and breakfast, often you have like pastries, croissants, biscuits. Not you. And you, you, know, you, and you know what those are made with, Mike? Dough. 
a deer, a female. <laughs> I've decided to not listen to you guys anymore. This, this, this might be the last time we do. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? <laughs> oh, really? This one, this one and, and you will be, man. you will be blamed. You will be blamed for, for, for killing a for worldwide killing favorite. Correct. That is that is a heavy burden to carry. Um, I guess we'll just have to say so long, farewell. Abby, <laughs> say good night. <laughs> good night. Are you guys done? <laughs> good Not by night. a long shot. No. Okay. Um, well, for now, I guess. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike's go- Mike's googling, uh, you know, songs to to pair up with this particular beer. Um, yeah, How to break I've, up with a podcast? I'm actually no, I'm actually I'm actually trying to look up uh, to see if I have any reviews, uh, good reviews on this. But it's not looking like they're all pretty positive. But are any of them obnoxiously positive? No. Huh. You know, you would figure there'd be an asshole somewhere in this in this this sea of reviews that would, you know, jump on this because it's a it's a like kind of a niche beer. Um, this beer is light, it's crisp, it is grapefruity. Uh and I really like it. It's a breakfast beer. It tastes like it tastes like breakfast. Um, Where you have tea and jam and bread. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to go 3.7 on this. I didn't even get around to the rating, Steve. There. Yeah, because yeah, you're sitting there trying to think. Too, too busy. You guys, were both, you guys were both Googling the soundtrack for fucking Sound of Music. You didn't have to. It's all, it's all up here, it's buddy. It's all up here. Yeah. It's one of my mom's favorite movies of all time. Uh, this is it. It's it's just it's, it's three point seven. It's simple. It's it's delicious. Uh, it on a day like today, because of the nice spring, warm, hot weather. This this beer would have been perfect, although it's now. How, how many could you drink in one one stretch on a summer day? Oh, sixteen going on seventeen. Yeah. Quite a few, probably. <laughs> if they were cold, that was stellar, Steve. Well done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just I wish for all our audience. You know, we have one. I wish you could see the look on Mike's face. We have one bit, and you're trying to destroy it. <laughs> that, that was beautiful. I mean, Steve, the, the timing was impeccable there. Excellent. I've lost my train of thought. I'm going to take another sip and I'll give you a song. More like a chug, but okay. It's really chim- good. Chimney, chim- chimney, chim- oh, Wrong movie, wrong movie. <laughs> That's a wrong movie. Same, same actress. Fair enough. <laughs> Fucking A, it is Julie Andrews. Hey, you know, I'm just making connections for you. Um... Yeah, three three point eight. Going 3.8. Oh, you, you raised it a notch. I did. I did. All right. I, I really like it. All right. How All about right. a song to go with this uh, lovely little Rattler? Let's go with Beck. Clap hands. Simple. Simple song. Effective. Great. 
All right. Okay. Okay. No arguments. Yeah. And you know what? Rattler's kind of, that song is meant to be improvised. Hmm? Uh, And uh, because it's got one guitar in it and it's played with one string. And uh, I feel like a Rattler is kind of like an improvised uh, summer drink. Make make it do with what you got, right? Yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah. So uh, Von Trapp's Rattler, uh, it's a trail beer, it's called. And uh, it says a little bit of Austria, a lot of Vermont. Very nice. They say so. Well done, Michael. This has been the uh, 40th. Which brings us back to dough. <laughs> there dough, we go. Dough. dough. Uh, 40, 40th, uh, hey, Mike, what you drinking of this particular season? Well done, Mikey. Steve, how about we go over to you? Um, you got, what kind of random thoughts you got going through your head? What uh, what what strange takes are, are bouncing around your mind? You know, the only one that's really jingling right at the front here uh, is the vitriol that I've seen on social media around Poch accepting the uh, Chelsea job. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans out there who are, you know, tr- starting to call him a traitor and, you know, it, it's just, it's disgusting for a number of reasons. First and foremost, our last, we, we hired what? Vias boss. He came from Chelsea. Mourinho, Chelsea manager. Conte, Chelsea manager. You know, we were linked with Potter at one point, who is now an ex-Chelsea manager. People were thinking we were going to get Tuchel, ex-Chelsea manager. So for me to see people calling him a traitor and and saying bad shit about Pochettino because he went to Chelsea, like we we took several of their managers after they've managed Chelsea. I don't remember hearing as much of the same level of vitriol, uh, you know, when these guys came on, particularly when Conte had us winning. You know, I remember when Mourinho got sacked, people were telling, were saying how it was unfair because he didn't get the chance to. you know, coach the the final that was coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, Conte was doing some work until he made his tenure untenable. Um, but for some reason, Pochettino going to Chelsea, that's got people pissed off. And I, I think it's childish, frankly. You know, I know people on, on social media. We need gonna, to share, Steve. We teach our children to share. Well, you know, they're so gonna we come need out to and say, share well, you know, Pochettino. you're not you're not from London, you don't understand the rivalry, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, okay, but I mean, seriously, the dude's been out of work for a year. Levy never called him. There was no contact. There wasn't even a suggestion that he was on the shortlist for manager. Right. So what, you want this guy to fucking sit around for right. years and years and years sitting check, by the phone? Check out this crazy headline. Man accepts job at place that wanted him. Does not accept job from place he was previously fired from that never even asked him to come back. Right. Like that. that's a crazy headline, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's not like he left us mid-season and signed for Chelsea. It's not like he, you know, we let him Grand go and then he immediately <clears throat> signed for Arsenal or something. You know, there was a period where he moved to a different country, coached in Paris. Then he's out of work. And what? You just, he's not coming to Spurs. Levy, for whatever let's, reason, let, did let's not flip want the script. Him. Flip the script. Chelsea hires Spurs manager rejects now, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have to share. Yeah. Like the, they're taking they our hand me downs. They shared like, with us. We can share with them. You know, the, you know, the thing is, is like, you, you know, you can, dad can only wait so long for mom to come back around. 
if mom doesn't want to come back around, she wants to go find a new guy. She's going to go find a new guy. Right. It's going to happen. It mom, mom never called dad back. Dad says, all right, fuck it. Look, I'm, I'm not downplaying. This, this one over here is rich. I'm not downplaying the fact that it really sucks that Pochettino is, is siding for Chelsea and we still haven't identified a director of football and potential head coach. And it sounds like we've missed out on, you know, some of the hottest names that were available in Nagelsmann and, and Slot. But the fact remains, he was not on that list. There was no attempt to bring him in. You know, it it hurts to see him, but I don't blame him whatsoever. I don't think of him as a traitor. I hope he fails at Chelsea because it's Chelsea and, and fuck them. But I, you know, no hard feelings whatsoever for him. I'm, I'm sure shit wouldn't boo him when he comes to uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I, I wouldn't, you know, scream obscenities at him and, and, you know, call him a traitor or whatever it is people want to do. You know, yes, I get that I'm not from London. I don't understand that rivalry as intimately as maybe people who live right there. But I would still argue that if you consider him a traitor, you're just being childish at this point. It's really not worth it. You should be more concerned with the absolute shit show we've got at Spurs, the lack of director of football, the lack of clear manager targets, the lack of clear uh, uh, play style that we've been clamoring for for the last like five, six, seven years that's what you should be focused on, not man accepts job across town. That's just my two cents. Maybe it's a hot take for some of our London-based listeners, but frankly, I, I just don't have the energy to be that upset about Pacha. If he went to Arsenal, maybe I'd be a little bit more upset. Maybe. But even then, you know, I we've got so many other fucking things to worry about. Like, let's keep the attention where it deserves to be on Daniel Levy and the uh, seemingly inaction that we have on our own hires. There we go. Mike, how about you? Um, I don't have a problem with Pochettino going there. I, I've been saying, you know, the Rick Pitino line for how many years, you know, every time we're looking for a manager. Larry Bird is not walking through that door. I've been saying it. You know, Pochettino's not walking through that door. He was not coming back. He was never coming back. Uh, he was never contacted. Maybe he would have liked to come back. But he, you know, bridges were burned between him and and uh, and Danny Boy. Um, so, okay, move the fuck on with your lives. Um, let's let's talk about who's potentially coming in next. You know, uh, we're missing out on a lot of managers, but. A lot of managers are looking at Spurs right now going, okay, no European football. Uh, a lot of managers are looking at Spurs right now going, okay, uh, we have possibly a legend, uh, best striker in the game leaving. Uh, we don't have, uh, we, we have kind of a middling upper youth academy uh, right now who just got relegated from from Premier League Two, uh, we have uh, a whole shitload of loans that are coming back that uh, didn't have good loan spells. Um, have and a number of them have had bad injuries that kept them out for periods of time, and some of them are even just aging. 
Like what good manager is going to want to come into a situation like that? Uh, we, I, I, I think we tend to believe a lot of the press that comes out saying, Oh, Spurs, uh, you know, Spurs are putting shit out there. Oh, we never contacted them. They were, they were never on our list, blah, blah, blah. But you know, you have, you know, you have the Dutch media, you have the Italian media, you have the German media coming out and, you know, asking the questions of these managers that are supposedly on the short list, you know, um, asking them what they thought, you know, and they came out and said what they thought, but they were also very candid, you know, and said they haven't contacted me. So, you know, and now, and now most of them are signing long-term contracts with their, with their clubs, you know, uh, we saw it in Burnley. We saw it in Feyenoord just recently. Uh, uh, Nagelsmann doesn't want, doesn't want to come right now or hasn't been convinced to come or hasn't been contacted to come. I think uh, he's coming. I still think he's coming. Okay. Okay. You, you think it's going to be like a Conte situation? You know, where we hire Graham Potter and it doesn't work out, or we hire Brendan Rodgers and it doesn't work out. No, I think and he's coming. This, Levy this has to go uh, and kiss somebody's ass. You think he's coming? Okay. Santo. Uh, <laughs> junior. Um, I, think they, I, I think they, I think they, it, it's a smoke screen. I think they bought time. Um, where else is he going right now? And you could, you could name other places, but I just think, I think he's coming. It's just my take. Um, I think a lot of these younger managers that we're looking at, and I say younger, uh, I, 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 you know, we're not as much to Steve Chagrin. I mean, he's been talking about him for a fucking year and a half now. Uh, Gallardo's not coming. Uh, he's not. He's just not. He might be an exciting manager. I know. I know. But he, he, he doesn't speak English. Um, he's never coached. He's never coached in England. He's never coached in a, in a major uh, competition. Um, he's not coming. Uh, Pasta Coglu, uh, I've been looking at a lot of the stuff, uh, a, a lot tactic stuff that he does. Uh, I've been watching a lot of videos, man, of, of, of breakdowns of his system. It's similar to what a lot of these young uh, up and coming managers are are doing. And it's just exciting looking football. He plays with, that inverted wing back or that inverted fullback that, you know, like Pep does, but, um, and, and we have to hand it to Pep. I mean, the guy, the guy was revolutionary in, in coaching and continues to be, but like, we actually have some players that will be able to play under a guy like that. Uh, and I, I don't, and I don't know that he's, he's not the right guy to, uh, come in here and do a project he turns shit around man everywhere he's been he turns shit around he won the a-league in two years you know and then he moved to japan and he won the, he won the j cup in two years and then he or three years whatever it was and then you know he came from japan and as much as you want to talk about like you know celtic being a fucking layup you know for any manager he came into a pretty rough situation there and uh and turn it around and and he it was it was pretty cool how he fucked off rangers you know uh i i like that because i can't stand fucking rangers and and their fans are fucking loud and obnoxious um 
you know, if, if, if I was a fan of Scottish soccer, I'd probably, I'd probably be a Bahoy, you know? Um, but I, I think that guy is pretty exciting to, to watch, you know, I just have a little bit of a reservation with uh, the way that they defend, you know, cause they defend very, very high. They're, they're, they're uh, center backs, you know, they, they, they play up high, they get involved in the attack, you know, and, and we don't have the center backs to do that. To, and we have Eric Dyer. <laughs> right. So we don't have, we don't have center backs that can get back and play fucking defense. Right. So, you know, it, his system is, is a little, it's a little questionable, but I think it's what we want to see. It's fast. It's exciting. It's constant attacking. Um, and I think Harry Kane would, would really benefit from that. Um, I just, we need to have transfers, but I think that's a, he's the type of guy who would come in uh, and be able to win pretty quickly, but it would still, would still be up for a project. I think Nagelsmann is still, yeah, sure. If he's coming, he's up for a project. He's, he's a project manager. Um, he went and he went and did the thing at the big club, right. In Germany. Mm-hmm. And and they threw him to the side while he was being successful, just mm-hmm. like Poch got thrown to the side when he was being successful. So, you know, I mean, it took Bayern, it, it took it, it took Bayern, uh, you know, having Dortmund dog fuck the, you know, the end of their season to to actually win the league there. So I I, I think he was unrightfully fired there. But I think Nagelsmann is another guy who's up who's up for a a, a project and, and knows how to use youth players and will use youth players. Plus, has been using youth players like everywhere he's gone. He doesn't have a problem saying to the old the old guard, "Take a fucking hike." I I, I don't mind that at all. I don't either. But let's, let's see it. I would love to see it. Yeah, Steve- I, I'd love to have an Aussie. You know. Mm-mm. Steve, how about some some uh, closing thoughts from you, buddy? What are you what are you thinking? Uh, closing thought for those of you who are dreading the end of the Premier League campaign and aren't quite sure what you're going to do with yourselves now that there isn't uh, any more soccer to watch or football, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, why don't you guys check out Vermont Green? They're live streaming all their home games. Uh, you can check them out on their website. Um, it's a great time, you know, I, I know Mike and I are going to be there on Wednesday uh, for their international friendly, um, but fun team, you know, it's just something you can watch that's, you know, very low stakes and who knows, maybe you get a little bit excited by what you see and, you know, you you found what Mike and I have found uh, in this very special small team uh, in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. Uh, that that's my recommendation. You want something to do? Check out Vermont Green. I absolutely love them, and their new home kit is incredible. Um, it is lovely, really solid. It looks way better in person, doesn't it? Yeah, it's oh, pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty so cool. Cool. it looked it looked dope like on the website, but like in person, it's beautiful. Yeah, no question. Uh, Mike, yeah, Matt Wolf done a great job with that. What are your closing thoughts, Mike? Uh, I'm going to echo Steve. Uh, I didn't. I was away at the tournament, so I didn't get to watch. Uh, I watched the. The, the the home game uh, the first home game the crowd looked electric it looked exciting it looked like uh you know my guys in the supporters group were were out there they had a couple new chants it sounded like um 
which was which was kind of fun. Uh, I know I know our buddy uh, 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 John is out there, and uh, he's brought some international. Uh, he's Turkish, so he's uh, brought some international uh, chance to the game uh, to our to our club. So that's that's really fun. Um, we're getting to the point where our, our supporters group is growing and growing and growing. Uh, we we might be ultras pretty soon. You know, you never know. Um, but for now, we're the Green Mountain Bahoys uh, after the Celtic club um but come on out to virtue field if you can uh for those who are local um otherwise uh tune in those streams uh they're the best probably the best stream in all of the usl uh outside of the usl championship obviously has some decent streams i'm sure but like uh vermont green are the most well put together usl club probably you know like I said, outside of the championship or maybe even better than some of the championship uh, squads or uh, clubs. But um, I do do uh, the United Green podcast, um, which we're going to be bre- breaking down the game uh, on, you know, on Tuesday night, which is tomorrow, breaking down the home game and the Boston Bolts game. So both great games, uh, both dominant performances and uh looking forward to Wednesday's game, uh, meeting up with Steve, having a couple of drinks in the parking lot, uh, and then going in, beating the drums and, uh, watching and entertaining friendly. And then we have, uh, Seacoast United on Saturday, which is, uh, hated rivals. Fuck them and fuck their club. Nice. Nice. And I'm excited. Uh, I won't say out. that on the other podcast though, by the way, no, so we know you won't. <laughs> we're respectful. Father's Day weekend, uh, get to bring my family up and see you guys at the uh, yes. at the green match. So that'll be cool. Excited about that'll that. be awesome, boys. This brings us to the uh, back to dough, as they would say. And uh, so with that, Steve, what would be the final final word you would say on the way out? Don't be an asshole. Thank you, Stephen and Michael. In um, honor of Lucas, in honor of Lucas, for the very last time. Quiz, 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 quiz. And be safe, everyone. Nicely done.